This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Bauer. Thanks for joining Reflections of the Lighthouse. Now, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different than normal, but it's a very important topic. We're going to be talking about biblical giving and finances. So I am joined by my longtime friend, Patrick O'Connell. And Patrick, introduce yourself. Yeah, glad to be here. So uh, gosh, Brandon, I think we've gone back uh, close to seven or eight years now and uh, uh, happy to be a part of the the podcast here. been on the board for a few years. I'm a financial advisor here in Fort Wayne, and so I'm excited to talk about generosity today. Yep. So I first met Patrick at church and um, we talked about the lighthouse and within a year or so you came out and visited and you were just really interested and now your small groups involved with helping out the lighthouse and we're just grateful for your support and your service of the lighthouse. Yeah, love doing it. So I read this this week and I wanted to start our biblical giving and finance podcast with this quote. It's by Amy Carmichael, who was a missionary to India. And she said this, you can give without loving, but one cannot love without giving. And I, and I think that's a really important quote that's going to set the rest of today's podcast up is, we, of course we want people to give, but we really want people to love what they're giving to. So a little bit about the Lighthouse. You know, we're a 28-bed center for guys who struggle with addiction. We have a food ministry where we help people who are struggling with hunger in our community. We have a jail outreach. We have a feeding ministry. We have, we have all sorts of different things that we do. But one of the things that drives that is love and our love for people. And God loves people more than anything. I, I think it was an old Steve Green song. Um, but more than anything, he wants them to know that he died for them. And and the the heartbeat behind the lighthouse is that love for individuals and we love it when our donors love what we're doing. So first off, the lighthouse strives to be a to use every resource to the glory of God. So we're putting some things into place. We've we've got some new finance programs, we've got some new people that we brought on staff to make sure that Every dollar that's given is being used for God's glory and in a wise way. And one of the things that that we do to reflect that is Patrick is our uh, finance member of our board, and he looks over our bank statements and he checks all that stuff out. So yeah, often I think I might be your worst enemy, right? Just calling and and asking questions. So, but it's a wonderful thing. There's a a, a good balance on the board. Yeah, for sure. And and it's so needed because I'm not a money guy. Um, I need those money guys in my life to make sure that we're doing things right because it is important that we glorify God and how we spend every dollar that's given to us. And we want to be wise stewards. First uh, Corinthians 4.2 says that uh, stewards are to be found faithful. And having a finance guy on our board helps us to be faithful. The other aspect of this giving financial thing is that we want to help others glorify God through their giving. You know, you hear the stories about investors drive around at, you know, 11 o'clock on, on New Year's Eve trying to find a place to donate, you know, whose doors are open so I can give you a check because I've got to get the tax write-off. 
That's not what we're looking for. We, we would love those checks, but we really want someone who's, who's loving what we do, who wants to glorify God with what we're doing. And just, just for example, I was, I was really excited. Um, this last week, we gave over one ton worth of food away out of our food bank. Yeah, praise the Lord. And not only that, one of the gentlemen who came to the food bank actually gave his heart to Jesus while talking to our community care manager. That is what I want people to get. I want people to give because of what the lighthouse is doing, not out of obligation, not out of begging. I want them to 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 give because they want to honor God through their resources. It makes me think of just back in Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created. So God created us. He He designed us, and uh, there's an ownership aspect of that. And everything that we have is from the Lord. And everything that we give, everything we do, is is an overflow in response to what the Lord has done uh, for us in creation, and obviously through Christ and His sacrifice for us. Yeah, for sure. Well, one of the things that I, I like to tell people is that you can be creative with your giving. And then that's kind of why I brought you on the board uh, board and on this podcast is because you're the creative finance guy. Yeah. So, of course, we like traditional cold, hard cash, right? Sure. You walk in with a $20 bill, a $50 bill, a $100 bill. That that, that goes a long way. But, but that is just the tip of what could be given. So I want to talk about other ways of giving. So we're going to start with corporate giving. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about corporate giving and what that that means. Yeah. So first, just to piggyback on what you said, there's a reason uh, they say cash is king. So yeah. Uh, But uh, corporate giving, there's a lot of major corporations and even smaller ones I've seen here in Fort Wayne. uh, They allow employees to donate directly to various nonprofits and they will actually oftentimes match maybe double or even triple the impact of a donation by matching that donation. Um, so I would encourage everybody, check out your employer's website. Um, if it's a large nationwide corporation, it's often found right online. Uh, if you don't know and or, or your, your company doesn't offer that website, talk to your employee benefits. Oftentimes, employers are excited to, to get on board and support uh, local organizations. So I would say a very easy, low-hanging fruit one is just to ask and to check to see which Will your company match what you're doing in terms of your giving? That's kind of free money, right? It's free money. So a lot of people are supporting the Lighthouse already, and if they can utilize that corporate giving match, yeah. it doubles or triples their gift yeah. um, for God's kingdom. Yeah, and just a, you know one, one piece of advice I would give for anybody who might be interested in that, typically there is a pool of matching funds that are available for uh, donors. And so I would encourage you, if that is something you want to do, when that pool runs dry, that pool runs dry. So I would encourage you, first, first part of the year, diary it into your phone, uh, your computer, um, but uh, I would encourage you to pursue that earlier in the year. So perfect. So without, without any extra money out of your pocket, a, um, you can check with your employer and double or triple your, your donation. I think that's fantastic. Now, I also want to say the Lighthouse is fantastic, but there are other places that need donations too. So this isn't just a Give to the Lighthouse podcast. This is a how can you give to the people that you support and that you love. We hope that's us. But we want you to give to your sure. churches and other other organizations as well. Yeah, no question. The principles that we're going through here are, are transferable to, to any any type of uh, nonprofit. Sure. So so let's talk about um, next 
after corporate giving, giving of non-cash assets. That sounds way too complicated yeah, for sure. me. Well, think about it. Let's, let's just think about it simplistically. What's a non-cash asset? Anything that's other than cash. So what could that be? Well, I mean, we have the, the thrift store here at the Lighthouse. So that's an obvious, tangible, uh, you know, clothing, uh, furniture, whatever it may be. That's a non-cash asset. Um, but more in the, the financial sense, uh, we're also talking about potentially stock donations. It can be uh, publicly traded or restricted stock. We've even seen uh, corporations give uh, share percentages of share of ownership of corporations to nonprofits. And there's some really amazing economic benefits. I mean, clearly the reason we give is in response to what we have been blessed with. So there's a spiritual reason that we give in response to what the Lord has done. But then there's a very real economic benefit. When we give these non-cash assets, uh, there are great tax savings that are available by avoiding things like capital gains tax um, or being able to uh, get a deduction um, of uh, the full market value uh, and avoid having to pay taxes on uh, the, the growth of different investments or even a business that you might choose to sell. So often I find it's helpful to give an example. Would you like me to give an yeah, example perfect. of that? Yeah. So just think of a, let's think of a, maybe an easy one. If, if you bought Apple stock for $5,000 and it grows to $10,000. If you wanted to donate that $10,000 cash, you know, the, a cash check, you would sell the Apple stock and five the $5,000 of growth that you had on there, you would have to pay taxes on. So you're going to pay uh, 15 to 20% in taxes on that. So you're going to give away $1,500 or $2,000 in taxes. Alternatively, the lighthouse is set up so that we can receive that stock as a just a donation of $10,000 of stock. Uh, we pay nothing because of an arrangement that we've set up. We pay nothing in transaction charges. So the full $10,000 goes tax-free to the lighthouse, and you get a $10,000 deduction on your tax return, and you know you owe no income taxes. So you get a full $10,000 deduction, and you pay no income taxes. And the lighthouse gets the full $10,000 benefit. So it sounds like some government loophole trick, but it's really not. No, it's not at all. It's it's standard giving practices, and I, I would encourage uh, anybody, if you have questions about it, uh, even a quick Google search, talk to your own personal financial advisor, but it's really an amazing way to leverage uh, the power of giving and direct the funds to the organizations, uh, hopefully the Lighthouse, uh, that you are most passionate about, and, and take that to the extreme. If you've got a small business, uh, you can do the very same thing before a, a transition in a business sale uh, where you can change ownership and avoid some major tax, uh, capital gain tax issues. That's why everyone should have a financial advisor, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. So the Lighthouse is actually set up to take stocks and all of those things. So if, you, if you're interested in that, please reach out to us on our website. You can ask questions or you can personally email me and I'll get Patrick involved at bowerbrandon at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you about those and how we can save you money and save the Lighthouse um, some, some, some money through through extra fees that are saved by not paying them. Yeah, yeah. But avoiding taxes, avoiding transaction charges, uh, and, and getting a, a higher donation amount. 
So, so then there's also some benefits, Patrick, to being older. Yeah. So um, if you're 70 and a half years older, you can start using your IRA to give. Yeah, that's right. So this is uh, with the tax code that changed, I want to say three or four years ago, uh, most individuals, I think the statistic is 80 or 90% of people are no longer itemizing on their taxes. What does that mean? That basically means that while there is a very real spiritual and heart uh, value to giving, often there is not an economic benefit if you're not giving more than $27,000 as a married filing joint couple. So one way that you can still receive an economic benefit uh, in addition to uh, just uh, the, the spiritual benefit of giving and supporting the organizations is you can give directly from your IRA up to $100,000 per year out of your IRA if you are 70 and a half years old. It is a way for you to pull money out of your IRA totally income tax-free and give it to a nonprofit. The nonprofit, by its nature, pays no taxes on it, and you pay no taxes on it. It, it, One of the added benefits for those of you who are of age and you know something called the required minimum distribution, which is a certain amount the IRS mandates that you take out every year, this will actually count towards your required minimum distribution as well. So it's even less money that you will have to pay taxes on. So it's just a, a great way for those who are not giving more than $27,000 a year, but have IRA assets, which just to clarify, an IRA, you've never paid any taxes on that money. So it is the only way uh, that you can pull money out of an IRA and pay absolutely no taxes on a bucket of money that you've, you've never paid any taxes on money on it. Sounds fantastic. Yes, it is a fantastic way. And then last but not least, we have legacy giving. Now, legacy is important to a lot of people. Legacy is important to me. I was talking to one of our interns today about but how do, how do I create a legacy beyond my life that will continue to live for the gospel? So, so we're doing things like this podcast, which hopefully will live much longer than I will and be able to be accessed by hundreds of thousands of people around the world sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing resources. But you can give legacy gifts as well financially. Yeah, absolutely. And again, there's a real economic benefit to doing it. I'll give an example. If you've got an IRA and you've got a, uh, a non-retirement savings account, just a, a normal savings account at the bank, uh, if you are charitably inclined and you leave money out of your IRA, to charity, uh, they pay no taxes on it. So one of the common ways that I see clients leave legacy lasting impact to the organizations that they're passionate about um, is to just literally make uh, a, uh, a, a beneficiary in total or in part of an, a qualified retirement plan, an IRA, a 401k, um, you can actually name a charity as a beneficiary. So uh, that's a wonderful way to leave a tax-free gift to charity and leave that after-tax money if you are so inclined to family or people. So that, that would be one thing to consider. Leaving gifts in your will, uh, that's uh, another way where you can specifically designate uh, specific funds or stocks to, to give in 
into chair to give to charity. Um, it can help lower the, your overall estate value, which uh, just minimizes overall estate taxes. Um, so there's some real benefits there. Um, and then there's other things like charitable gift annuities, charitable lead trusts. Um, these are a little bit more sophisticated type of giving strategies that, that allow you to front load tax benefits or, or put them on the back end, but still be able to receive some uh, economic benefit during your lifetime. And so um, those are just really neat strategies that uh, if you have a little bit more of a sophisticated, complex estate plan that you should talk to your advisor about because there are some really neat upfront tax benefits while also getting maximum dollars and cents to the organizations that you're most passionate about. Sure. So, so I, I would venture to say the lighthouse wouldn't exist without a gift from someone's will. So I wanted to tell a little bit about that story. There was a lady named Beth. Now, prior to us starting the lighthouse, she was in one of my addiction recovery groups that I led in the community. And pretty much her family wanted nothing to do with her. She was drinking. She, she completely upset the entire family. And she got in some trouble and had to come to, the light, um, to, to, to my groups. And we, we just started talking about staying sober and, and God's plan for her life. And she was a believing person, and she took it to heart. When she died, her son showed up at our door. We had now started the lighthouse. He said, Mom wanted us to give some money out of her estate, and it's in her will. And I said, who are you? You know, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, It had been years since I had spoken to his mom. He said, you gave us our mom back for the last 10 years, and I am so grateful for that. And she wanted to remember the lighthouse because that's where you're working now. And they gave a $10,000 gift. And it was at a time early on where we were, we didn't know what we were doing. We weren't sure we could continue the work. You know, money wasn't there. We didn't have a donorship base. It was, it was just us trying to, to live this dream. And, and Beth's $10,000 gift through her will really jump-started what we're doing. And we were able to actually, with that money, hire our first employee and, and some of those things. So giving through your will is a super important thing. And we exist here because of, of Beth's um, gift. But I also remember, it's kind of a funny story. I got a call from a lawyer saying, so-and-so left you a large gift in their will. And I, I got really excited. So he was coming by to to deliver this large gift and well, I guess I should have clarified what large gift was. I got this giant lighthouse picture. It was probably five foot by four foot. I, I was expecting a large check, but I got this large lighthouse picture. Now, it took me a minute to wrap my head around what had just happened, but um, we actually have this picture hanging back in the dorms, and, and it's a beautiful picture of a lighthouse. I'm sure it cost a lot of money to, to purchase but, but here's someone who, who had a, a thing that was of really important value to them, and they donated it on. And it's displayed at the lighthouse so that, so that I can remember that our ministry impacts people, whether I know it or not. And it's, it's a symbol of something that he really wanted to do with the rest of his life. So, again, it doesn't have to be cash donations. It doesn't have to be that, but we love those. But there's a lot of different things. We, we've received cars, we've received boats, we've received those types of things in wills, and then we're able to take those items and process them through our, our system and, and make money on them or bless one of the guys in our program with a vehicle. 
Okay, uh, last but not least before we before we end, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each one must, must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So as I was putting this podcast together with Patrick, I, I, I wanted to... My fear was people are going to to take this podcast as a, oh, they're in desperate need of money. We've got to give them money or they're begging for money. No, you know, money can be a very addictive thing. People are addicted to money, workaholism. There, there was a gentleman I knew growing up. He was addicted to giving to the point of he would give on credit cards and then he would take out more credit cards and he'd do this credit card shuffle. And when he died, he owned, he owed more than the entirety of his family's estate because he was giving. And and we don't want that. We don't want people to give out of compulsion, give out of a, a desire to, to, to feel that to feel that we're begging or we're pleading. We want them to give out of what God has set on their heart. Because the lighthouse is doing gospel work. We're not the only ones out there. We want you to give to gospel ministries. But we would love for you to consider us. But but I don't want it to come across as we're doing a podcast on finances because we're we're in desperate need of your giving. No, God God holds us. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the wealth in every mind. We're good, but we want you to to give and give joyfully out of what God's given to you. And one of the things I wrote down is just, you know, clearly we've discussed some of the economic benefits uh, of giving to you from a taxation standpoint. And, and, and quite frankly, some of these are just not talked about enough for you to even know. But, you know, most importantly, when you give, we see that your heart is changed towards God, that you are growing closer to God, that your joy and your satisfaction from doing something significant grows. Quite frankly, I think giving actually breaks the power of money um, as you give. And as you said, it it is a real idol. I see it every day. And um, so I, I just can't echo what you're saying enough, that, that there is a, an absolute uh, wonderful spiritual benefit uh, and as we respond to what the Lord has, has so graciously entrusted to each one of us. Perfect. Well, Patrick, I thank you so much for taking time to come record this podcast with me. I want to end with that Amy Carmichael quote again. One can give without loving, but one cannot love without giving.